1: You've seen him on steeples, looking at you from walls and even peering at you from beneath your coat sleeve. He gets around more than any character in the world. His mission in life determines many things. The fate of people, the destinies of nations. Who is he? The clock. His face observes every event that happens, and you should hear his stories. Yes, listen for the stories of the clock and how he guides mortals on their destinations of mystery, adventure, comedy, or tragedy. The Clock is a new dramatic series heard over ABC on Sunday nights. The stories you will hear are not ordinary stories. Once a week, The Clock takes 30 minutes from his day to tell you a story that you won't want to miss. Listen for him tonight over most of these same ABC stations. And now, The Green Hornet. With his faithful valet Cato, Britt Reed, daring young publisher, matches wits with the underworld. Risking his life that criminals and racketeers within the law may feel its weight by the sting of the Green Hornet. Ride with Britt Reed in the thrilling adventure The Woman and Oliver Perry. The Green Hornet Strikes Again. young playboy and publisher of the Daily Sentinel, yawned and opened his eyes as Keto, his faithful Filipino valet, and the only person knowing his identity as the Green Hornet, stood beside the bed with a tray.
2: Oh, you tell me it's time to get up already. Yes, sir. It's almost 10 a.m. I'll bring your coffee, Mr. Britt. Also the morning mail. I'll set the tray on the table there, Keto. I'll take the mail. Oh, yes, sir. Uh, I uh, turn on light. There. Uh, looks like a bunch of bills. A few invitations to some boring parties. Huh. This one looks interesting. Oh, let's see. Great Scott, Cato. Listen to this. What is it? To the Green Hornet. You see, I know who you are. Tomorrow night at nine, come to the merchandise warehouse to help with a job. If you don't come, the police will learn your identity. Signed, a lady who knows. That's not good. Decidedly not. This letter is in a woman's handwriting, all right. I can't for the life of me figure how she could have found out or who she might be. What you do, Mr. Britt? Right now, I'll eat and then go to the office. Cato, this is going to take a lot of thinking, and yeah, no mistake. I never thought a woman would be the one to put the hornet on the spot.
1: Later in his office, Britt Reed was dictating an editorial to his secretary, Lenore Case.
2: Uh, let's see now. Where was I, Miss Case?
0: And good government is the result of careful voting.
2: Oh, yes, Good government is the result of careful voting. And until the people learn... Got that?
0: (laughs) Of course. I'm waiting.
2: uh, And until the people learn to use their votes intelligently, corruption in public office won't be eliminated. I have that, sir. Now, uh, where was I?
0: Goodness, Mr. Reed, you're not yourself at all this morning. One would think you'd received startling news before you came down or something. Well,
2: I... What made you say that? Say what? That I might have received startling news.
0: I was just saying that's the way you act this morning. Shall we continue the dictation?
2: No, no, no. You finish it in your own words in this case.
0: All right. Are you sure you feel all right, sir?
2: Of course I feel all right.
0: I'll add about 50 words to what you've given me, and then I'll bring it in for your okay.
2: I don't want to say it. Just send it on down again again when you finish it. Yes, sir. Oh, uh, just a minute, Miss Case.
0: Yes? What is it? I,
2: uh, I want you to write out in longhand the first paragraph of that editorial I just dictated. Uh, You can do it now right here.
0: Why, Why, of course, if, if you want me to.
2: I, uh... I'll read it over and see how it sounds.
0: I can type it up much faster.
2: No, write it out. uh, In longhand, please.
0: All right. (laughs) I so seldom write in longhand, it's almost a task to do it, but I...
2: Well, that's enough. Just give me that much.
0: But I've just written two sentences, Mr. Reed.
2: Never mind, that'll do. Thanks. Now you can go type up that editorial.
0: Yes, sir. It won't take long.
2: Now to compare her handwriting to this note. Foolish of me, but this case is in a position to. <laughs> well, not a bit similar. I should have known better than to. Hi,
3: Reed. How's things this morning?
2: Uh, oh, fine, Axford. Fine. Why do you ask? No I haven't asking, is there? No, of course not.
3: Uh, what's that you got? Letter from a reader? Uh, No, it's... Let's see it.
2: No, don't take that, Axford. That's, uh, something personal. What brings you in?
3: Well, I thought you might like to know something I found out this morning. That is, to someone I saw that you know.
2: Well, I know so many people, one more or less doesn't matter, Axford. I should think by this time you'd be on your way to... the guy I saw this morning, Reed, was Oliver Perry, that detective?
3: Oliver Perry? Sure, he's back in town. And he sure got his nerve coming back after what happened last time. Well, I'm glad you told me. And you should see the classy blonde that was with him, Reed. They were having breakfast together.
2: You mean Perry had a woman with him? Sure. Did they see you?
3: Nope, they didn't. I don't like Perry, so I kept out of his way. I see. I uh wonder where they're staying. Well, they were eating in the coffee shop at the downtown, so I guess they've checked in there. I guess she's the secretary.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. Probably so.
3: You know, I think I'll tip off Inspector Evans that Perry's back in town. The cops warned him to stay out of the city after the trick he tried to pull on you last time.
2: I know, but um, I'd rather you didn't say anything to the police, Axford. It may be that Perry has business in town, so just forget about it.
3: Okay, if you say so, Reed. Well, guess I'll be on my way to cop's headquarters. I'll be seeing you later, Reed. So long.
2: So long, Axford. Private line. Hope he's at the apartment. Hello, Cato. I found out something very important. Oliver Perry is in town, and a woman is with him. Oliver Perry? Will he come back again to get Green Hornet, maybe? And that's what I think. And that would account for that note. He could have told that woman operative with him to write it. But you're not sure, Mister Britt? No. It could be just coincidence that Perry's in town. But knowing him as I do, I'm inclined to connect him with that note in some way. What you do, Mr. Britt, you think of something, perhaps? Well, offhand, I can't say that I have, but... Yes, yes, I have thought of something else, Keto. I'll tell you about it when I get home. Right now, I'm going down to police headquarters to talk to Inspector Evans. Well, Mr. Reed, it's a pleasant surprise to have you call on me. What can I do for you? Inspector, I've come to you in a rather delicate matter. You see, I've received a note intended for the Green Hornet. A note intended for the Green Hornet? Yes. <laughs> of course, you realize that if I were the Hornet, I wouldn't come to you like that. Why, well, if you told me you were the Green Hornet, I still wouldn't believe it. Thoughts too preposterous to consider even in a joking way. <laughs> oh, thanks. Here's the note uh-huh. The Green Hornet. Uh-huh. How did you get this, Mr. Reed? Through the mail, Inspector. The main thing is I do have it. Do you think the Green Hornet knows about it? Uh, That I wouldn't like to say. One never can tell. But it stands to reason if he realizes this note has been put into other hands. The real Hornet won't show up. But if he doesn't, according to the note, this woman is going to expose him. It seems to me the woman, and whoever might be working with her, is exposing herself to criminal prosecution by planning a robbery at the merchandise warehouse. That's true. If she does know the Hornet, it would be worthwhile taking her into custody. That's right, Mr. Reed. Now, look here, Inspector. Uh, I have a plan that may work. If the Hornet doesn't show up, they won't go through with their plans. According to the plan I have, they'll think the Hornet has shown up. Just what is your plan? Well, maybe you won't go for it, but here it is for what it's worth.
1: Meantime, in the downtown hotel... Oliver Perry was talking to the woman who had come with him to trap the Green Hornet.
4: We have to move carefully, Carol. i am in wrong with the police in this city, so I couldn't approach them. But I have contacted the Federal men. They're after the Hornet, too.
5: I know. But suppose he doesn't show up, Mr. Perry. You had me write that note, but I really don't have any proof that the man who shows up is the Hornet. By the way... Who was it you mailed that note to?
4: Never mind that now. I think that note will bring him out. And if it does, the Federal men can move in on him.
5: I've heard a lot about the Green Hornet.
4: Never mind what you've heard. Those Federal men will be planted near that warehouse. At the proper time, they'll close in and grab the Hornet. And then we'll get the reward. I've made several tries to get that Hornet. and I've taken it on the chin each time. But this time... I think we'll succeed.
1: The following afternoon, Axford entered Britt Reed's office. Hi, Reed. Hello, Axford. What's
2: new?
3: Oh, nothing much. I've been trying to get a line at Perry and that woman who's working with him. But they don't seem to be doing much of anything.
2: As I said yesterday morning, Axford, they may be in town on other business instead of to find the hornet, as you think. Ah, i never believe that, Reed.
3: I'm keeping tabs on them, too. If they do turn up with the hornet in their net, tis the sentinel will have a scoop on it, or me name isn't Michael Aloysius Axford, that's what.
2: <laughs> well, I wish you luck.
3: Has uh, Perry contacted the police yet? Nope, not that I know of. He's afraid of the cops, I guess, so he's going to handle this alone. That is, with the help of that woman.
2: Oh, in that case, he's liable to run into trouble with the hornet. In fact, a great deal more trouble than he expects. You just wait and see.
1: A short time later, Britt Reed left the office at the Daily Sentinel and went to his apartment where Keto was waiting. The two men discussed the situation. Are you going to keep appointment with woman at merchandise warehouse, Mr. Britt?
2: In a way, yes, Keto. You and I are going to be in the vicinity.
1: But it's sure to be a trap. You say you have a plan, but you not tell me what it
2: is. My plan may not work out as I hope, Keto. If it does, you'll be in on it. If it doesn't, well, we'll just have to take that chance. We go out in Black Beauty? Yes, and we might as well go out now. Come on. Stepping through a secret
1: panel in the rear of a closet in the bedroom, Britt Reed and Cato went along a narrow passageway built within the walls of the apartment itself. This passage led to an adjoining building which fronted on a dark side street. Though supposedly abandoned, this building served as the hiding place. For the sleek, super powered Black Beauty, streamlined car of the Green Hornet. <coughs> Britt Reed pressed a button. The great car roared into life. A section of the wall in front raised automatically, then closed as the gleaming Black Beauty sped into the darkness. continue our Green Hornet adventure in just a moment. When the Theatre Guild takes a check on its past Broadway hits, they find they have a long and illustrious list of plays as well as actors. From their roster of star-studded hits, the Theatre Guild selects one every Sunday night for Theatre Guild on the Air. And this year, like last, the Theatre Guild on the Air has maintained its high dramatic standards with the psychological thriller Angel Street, The Fartial Fun Fest, You Can't Take It With You, and Craig's Wife. The Theater Guild on the Air is not warmed over entertainment, it's top caliber theater. Be sure to be on hand tonight when Theater Guild on the Air is heard over most of these same ABC stations. And now, back to the Green Hornet. After telling Cato he had a plan to outwit those who were plotting against him, Britt Reed and Cato went out in the black beauty. Meantime, Mr. Martin of the Federal Bureau was riding in a car toward the merchandise warehouse with Oliver Perry and the girl Carol. Uh, what's the name of the person you suspect,
4: Perry? If you don't mind, I'd rather not say. <laughs> that sort of thing could get me into trouble. However, if he turns up, as I believe he will, your men can move in and grab him. Then you'll see who he is. Well, several of my men are following in another car. I'll place them across the street from the warehouse. Then uh, when I get some sort of a signal from you, we'll move in.
5: I feel rather nervous about this. From what I've heard, that Hornet is rather ruthless. When he finds out I'm the one who wrote that note, he might... Carol,
4: pull yourself together. You've worked in other cases with me, and you've always shown plenty of nerve. Don't go back on us now.
5: Those other cases had nothing to do with the Green Hornet, Mr. Perry.
4: Remember? (laughs) Don't worry, Carol. Our reports on the Hornet say suave, good-looking, and gallant with the ladies.
5: Maybe I'll be sorry I helped on this case when I get a look at that Adonis you're describing, Mr. Martin. (laughs) Men like that are scarce these days.
4: But seriously, Carol, we'll have to move carefully. The Hornet has slipped out of many a trap that we and the police have set for him in the past. Personally, I've learned to have great respect for his cleverness. I can vouch for the fact that he's clever. But no man can go on forever without making a slip. And I have a hunch that tonight... the Hornet will walk into our
2: arms.
1: A short time later at police headquarters... Inspector Evans was talking to Sergeant Burke.
2: I called you into my office, Sergeant Burke, because I have a special assignment for you tonight. In fact, we'll be leaving on it in a few minutes. Sure, Inspector. What is it you want me to do? I have a tip that the Green Hornet will be out of the merchandise warehouse at nine. Pull off a job with some others.
4: The Hornet, you say?
2: That's right. (laughs) And it's very important, Sergeant, that there's no slip up on our part. Therefore, I want you to select a few men that you can rely upon to go out there with you. Okay, Inspector.
4: Have you any orders as to what we're
2: to do after we get there? Yes. Stay in the rear of the warehouse until they go inside. Then move in on them. But be careful with the shooting. You mean if the hornet starts
4: to get away, you don't want... The us hornet
2: to... may come there, and then again, he may not. But I do want you to pick up the others. Then, even if the hornet doesn't show, we'll grill some information from them about him. Sure, I get it. But if we do spot the hornet, then we Now, can... hold on. You'll still be careful. I'll tell you Why?
4: Well, since the Hornet is wanted dead or alive, I am a little curious, Inspector, as to why you want us to be careful
2: with the guns. Because the whole deal is according to a certain plan. Now listen closely. I'll tell you what that plan is. Then we'll be on our way. Will you not drive right up to warehouse, Mr. Britt? Police might be watching. Don't worry about that, kiddo. You can bet on it, Perry didn't get in touch with the police. Even so, we won't drive up right in front of the place. We'll leave the car down the block and go the rest of the way on foot. Then we'll go in the back entrance.
1: But if they're waiting out front, we'll By the time
2: we go to the back entrance, they'll be inside if my plan works out. Then we'll go in. And Perry, if it is he, and I'm sure it is, will get the surprise of his life.
1: Someday, perhaps, we not get the best of Perry. He's very clever
2: Very ruthless in trying to catch Hornet. You don't have to tell me that after all the brushes I've had with him in the past. But this time I feel sure we'll come out all right. And Perry will be washed up more than ever.
1: I hope you're right, Mr. Britt.
2: If I'm not, it will be the end of the Hornet. (laughs) I won't think of that possibility. Step on it, Cato.
1: Later, in the shadows across the street from the merchandise warehouse, Mr. Martin and his men waited and watched the two figures, Oliver Perry and his female operative, Carol, who stood waiting in front of the warehouse.
4: Now, get things straight, men. That's Perry, the detective, and the girl over there. It's almost nine o'clock. If the hornet's coming, he should be here soon. What are we to do, Chief? Perry has a skeleton key to enter the warehouse. You let them go in. Then when the lights go on, we'll move in. You got that straight? Right. Perry must be smart if he can outwit the Hornet, Mr. Martin. Perry is one of the smartest detectives in the business. Of course, uh, he's out for the reward. But all we care about is apprehending the Green Hornet. That's right. Well, he'll deserve the reward if he puts the Hornet in our hands. That's the way I look at it. We should... Look. There's a figure on foot coming towards Perry now. Yes, and from here it looks as though he's masked. Came around from the back. This is it, men. Get ready. When I give the word, move and move fast. did show up, huh, Hornet? I guess you didn't expect to see me.
5: Why doesn't he say something?
4: (laughs) Why does he just... I guess he's too upset, Carol. Okay, Hornet, we're going inside. I have a gun in my pocket pointed right at you. Carol, use the skeleton key and open the door.
5: All right.
4: All right, Horner. Hurry it up. Get inside. I'll find the light switch.
5: Look, I don't like this. He hasn't said a word, just looks at us.
4: Never mind that, Carol. You have a gun, keep it handy. I have mine pointed at him. In a few minutes, he'll be in the hands of the Federals and unmasked. Then you'll know who he really is.
2: Funny I have my gun trained on you, Perry.
4: What? He came the back way.
2: It's
5: another hornet. There's two of
4: them. Now, wait a minute. I don't get this. I I see that you... What is this? A hornet in front of you and another one at the back door. Cover them both, men. Fine work, Mr. Martin. One of these is a real hornet. I know. I still don't get the idea of the two, but we'll be able to get the truth out of them. Disarm him, one of you men. Yes, sir. I'll take the gun. All right, you drop that gun.
2: Here, take it. I got this one,
4: now for the other one. Uh, give me your gun, mister. Here you are? Good. That takes care of that. Now, Mr. Perry, we'll unmask both of these men. One of them is a real hornet. I can point out the real one to you, Mr. Martin. I'll have the pleasure of unmasking them myself. I'll take off your mask first.
2: How are you, Mr. Martin? Glad to see you. What? It's, it's Britt Reid. I thought so. Don't forget there's another masked figure over there. Well, I don't get this, I. Well, might as well see who's
4: wearing the other mask. Now for you. <laughs> Surprise, Mr. Martin? It's Inspector Evans from police headquarters. That's right. But I don't get this. Why are you and Britt Reed both here wearing green hornet masks? It's the trick, Mr. Martin. The one I
2: sent that letter to was Britt Reed. Is that right, Mr. Reed? Absolutely. According to Mr. Perry, Mr. Perry is always right. But there's nothing left for me to do but to take you in. You'll have to take me in, too, then. I, too, was disguised as a Green
4: Hornet, you know. Look, what is this, anyway? Inspector Evans, you must have an explanation. Mr. Martin, don't bother about explanations. You know as well as I do that one of these men is the Green Hornet. Personally, I know which one. But you can get it out of them. Perry, you were
2: ordered to stay out of this city the last time you tried to pull something phony against Mr. Reed. This time, you've really stuck out your neck. What do you mean, Inspector? Wait a minute.
1: I'll be right back.
4: What's he doing blowing that whistle? We'll wait and see.
3: Here we are, Inspector. Did you get them? Hey, what's going on here anyway?
4: Whatever it is, Mr. Martin, it's a plot to get the Hornet out of your custody.
2: Listen, Perry, you've worn my patience pretty thin. This is the last time I'm putting up with your insinuation. It's up to you, Reed,
4: to explain your way out of this mess. Oh, no, it isn't. Sergeant,
2: take that girl and Mr. Perry to headquarters for questioning... Oh, well, now,
5: wait a minute, Inspector. I don't know anything about all this except what Mr. Perry has told me.
2: Just what has he told you?
5: Well, he said we'd catch the Green Hornet and I'd get part of the reward.
2: I suppose Britt Reed will deny that he received a note signed by a woman. Deny it? <laughs> don't be crazy. Of course I received that note. That's why Inspector Evans is here. I took that note to police headquarters. Look, will someone explain all this? Gladly, Mr. Martin. This Oliver Perry, the great American detective, has been pestering Mr. Reed for some time,
4: claiming that he's the Green Hornet. Well, as far as I can see, I've proved my point. Quiet,
2: you! Mr. Reed brought that note to headquarters. We both plan to use a Green Hornet disguise and come out to meet the ones who sent that note. As you see, they're Oliver Perry and this young woman. Uh, what was in that note? Here it is, Mr. Martin. Hmm. So you took this to police headquarters, huh? Of course. It seemed like a threat to me. When I read that note, I knew it was some kind of a trick. So we planned this trap. And as far as I can see, it worked. Oh, has it? Yes, it has. Or do you want to try to say that I'm the Green Hornet?
4: I say that Britt Reed
2: is the Green Hornet. Perry? I've taken so much from you, it isn't funny anymore. You've bothered me too much as it is. Well, this looks like a case for the police.
4: If the inspector and Mr. Reed plan this between them, and as far as I can see, neither one could be the Hornet. Well, maybe so. But as far as Reed's concerned, in my opinion, he's an arrogant playboy and a self-styled smart guy who can't even run
2: a two-bit newspaper. Perry, you've gone too far. The only language you could understand is this! Oh! Sorry I had to do that, Perry. You asked for it. Open the door, Axford. With pleasure, Reed. Now get out, Perry, before you force me to lose my temper again. Get out and leave town fast.
5: I'm going. The whole thing was Mr. Perry's idea.
3: I knew that guy was
2: up to something. Mr. Reed, looks as though both the police department and the federal bureau owe you a vote of thanks. Yes, sir. Mr. Reed is certainly a smart man. The real Hornet would certainly get a laugh out of this. <laughs> yes, I agree with you, Inspector. He certainly would. <laughs>
1: To life. That's the phrase a lot of people are using to describe David Harding Spy Show, the program based on events of the times. Not so long ago, there were several rackets going on in the country where gangsters tried to extort money from the families of missing war heroes by telling them the G.I.s were still alive and needed money. David Harding Counterspy dramatized an imaginary case of this vicious racket, and the public response was immediate. Many people wrote in to say they, too, had been taken in by such rackets. Every Sunday afternoon over most of these ABC stations, David Harding Counterspy continues its work against rackets and the people who create them. For thrilling down-to-earth drama, hear David Harding Counterspy today. And be sure to listen to The Green Hornet next week. These copyrighted dramas originate in the studios of WXYZ Detroit, and all characters, names, places, and incidents used are fictitious. Al Neal speaking. This is ABC, the American Broadcasting Company.